Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, each and every one who are joining in with us this evening. I would like to welcome you to this, the 1,175th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. Look at what God has done. Look at what God is doing. I am Pastor Toy Daly, your host for the next hour, and I would like to welcome you to this uh, tonight edition of Toy Talk. I'm really excited to be here with each and every one of you this evening with everything that is going on. I mean, there's so much that I really would like to talk to you about this evening, about the current events, about what the, uh, what's being said from the White House, what's going on with this COVID-19, what the governors are going through, what the mayors are going through, what the people are going through. But as bad as I want to go through and talk about current events tonight, God is leading me in another direction. God, God is not allowing me to give any more power in that manner to what is going on all around us. However, what God has told me that I am to do this evening is that I am to offer encouragement to the children of God. So first I'm going to put this out here because I I want someone to understand that this evening my conversation is really going to be directed toward the believer. Amen. Because God told me to come tonight to offer encouragement to the believers, to offer hope to the believers, because there's so much going on that some of the very elect of Christ are beginning to to, to stake and, and sway and, you know, their faith is getting just a little bit weak in some areas, but, you know, they, they're seeing their pastors get stricken. They're seeing loved ones get stricken, and they're sitting there, and they're like, oh, God, what is going on all around me? And, and God has told me to come this evening to offer encouragement to his people. Now, understand, there is a message for the non-believer also, so I I want you to listen in because what God is doing for the believer, he can do for the non-believer too if he just chooses to believe. Amen? So I, I want you to hang in there because God has told me to remind his people about a promise that he has made to those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. And that promise is that he will work it out for our good. Amen. That no matter what we see going on around us, no matter what it may look like, and see, that's the importance of it, what it looks like, because as believers, we have to remember we walk by faith and not by sight. That means we don't walk based on what it looks like. We walk based on what we believe God to do. Amen? So before we dive in, I just want y'all to um, 
feel free to call in to join in on this conversation this evening. The numbers to call in are 319-527-6091. Again, 319-527-6091. And if for some reason you cannot get through on that number, it's okay. We have another number for you. That is 323-870-4100. Seven four again three two three eight seven zero four one. Simply hit one if you would like to talk with me live on the air. And also we have the motherboard with us this evening. Amen. I'm excited about that. The motherboard they come on with us every month, and and we just end in prayer. So you might not want to join in on that exact conversation, but you may have a prayer request. You can. Uh, come on and give us your prayer request, or if you're listening via the live stream, j- uh, ch- jot your prayer request down in the chat room so that we can, when we go before the throne of glory later this evening with the motherboard, that we can cover your prayer request. Amen? Now, tonight, tonight's topic is not something that you have um not heard me speak of before. Matter of fact, you have probably heard all of the hosts and ministers here at Purpose Kingdom Network speak on some way or fashion on how God works things out for our good for the believer. Um, But this evening, the Lord has me coming to you from the book of Genesis. So we're going to be in the book of Genesis, and we're going to be in the 50th chapter. That's where our key verse is. Now, we're going to be all in the book of Genesis, but we're going to be our key scripture is coming from the 50th chapter of Genesis, and we're going to be reading verses 19 and 20. Again, Genesis chapter 10 and 20. Amen. And it reads as follows. And Joseph said unto them, fear not, for am I in the place of God for you? You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Amen. And because it's only two verses, I'm going to read that that last verse, verse 20, one more time, because that's where we're going to find our topic. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Amen. And we are going to use as a topic this evening, if it is okay with each and every one of you, we are going to be using for a topic this evening, what you mean for evil, God means for my good. That somebody should be shouting right there, because as you say you, you might, for me, when you hear you, I'm talking about me, but if you repeat that, you're talking about you. So just repeat that. It, just say what you mean for evil. God means for my good. Amen. Amen. That is our topic this evening. And before we dive in, we are going to stop and have a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, God. Father God, it is once more and again that we, your handmaid servants, come humbly but boldly before the throne of glory. 
We come, Father, foremost with thanksgiving and praise in our hearts and on our lips. We come, Father, to say thank you for even bringing us to this point in this day, God, where your word can go forward. We say Thank you, God, for bringing us in this point in this day where people are returning home to their families, Father God. We say thank you, Father, for we are able to shut everything down and just spend some time in your presence this evening. We say thank you, Father. Then, God, we come before you as bad children before a good parent. We come, Father, asking forgiveness of any sins that we may have committed through thought, deed, or action, knowingly or unknowingly, God. Sins of commission as well as sins of omission, God. Whatever it may have been, God, we ask forgiveness and ask that you cast it in the yonder sea of forgetfulness, that it not rise up against us in that day of judgment. Then, God, we come and ask that you will toil the soil of our minds, that your word will fall on good ground this evening, and that it will take root and grow into good fruit-bearing trees, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We come asking, God, that you break the shackles of bondage this evening in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that you release spirit of healing, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Hallelujah, God. We ask, God, that you will draw some lost soul to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ this evening. Hallelujah, God. That you will encourage your people this evening. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. Lord, as I stand before you in the spirit of surrender, I ask, Father God, that you would accept the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that it will be acceptable, O Lord, in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. I I don't know about you. Thank you, God. But I just get excited when I get the opportunity to just get caught up in praise. Hallelujah, God. And before the show this evening, I was trying to calm my spirit up, and I I was talking to our engineer, uh, Brother Robert, and, you know, I said, well, I I need to take a minute and calm my spirit down some before we go on the air, and I turned on some worship music, and, you know, I think I might have did the wrong thing because that just got me riled up even more on just how good, how awesome, and how great our God is. Hallelujah, God. Even in the midst of everything that is going on all around us, even in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic that is worldwide, this this crazy period in history, uh, uh, this life-threatening situation, this life-threatening virus. In the midst of all of that, God has sent me here this evening to offer encouragement to his people. Amen? Because right now, if you are looking at the news, we are getting all types of 
information and depending on who you're getting it from, the information you're getting can be confusing, oxymoronic, and at times downright disheartening. Our leaders tell us to social distance ourselves from one another and unless we can't social distance ourselves. Then they tell us to stay inside unless we have to go out. They say don't go to work unless you are an essential worker. Don't go to the hospital unless you have to go to the hospital. And it, it don't wear, uh, uh, what they say, the sickness is airborne, then the sickness isn't airborne. Don't wear masks. Then they say do wear the mask. And now it has even gotten to the craziness where our president made the suggestion of putting chemicals in your body that everybody around the world had to get back on uh, national media and say, please do not ingest or inject any uh, disinfect or Clorox or anything into your system. And, And the list of the craziness just goes on, and so much so that even the numbers and the stats that they are giving us are not adding up. And the sad part is, again, this is going on worldwide. And with so much going on, for believers, sometimes it gets disheartening, and it's hard for us to remember that in the midst of all of this craziness, if you are one who loves God and who is called according to his purpose and his will, that God will work things for you even in this situation. It's hard to realize that no matter what is going on in your life, that God is behind the scenes working it out for your good. I know that it's hard to realize that even right now when you're stuck at home and you can't go the way you want to go and you're worried every day about a cough and a this and a that, that in the mess, in the midst of all this mess, God is still working it out for you. And I bless God that this evening we have the history of one of the children of Jacob, one of the children of Israel that we can go to and learn this lesson from. And for those who do not know who I'm talking about by now, I'm talking about Joseph. Amen. Um, We can learn a lot when we study the history of the life of Joseph because by the time we get to Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, where Joseph is saying that what you meant for evil, God meant for my good, you have to realize that Joseph went through a whole lot of stuff to get to that point. Amen. He, He went through a whole lot of things, starting with what he went through in his family and and with his family. Now, to understand this, you would have to go back to Genesis chapter 37. In Genesis chapter 37, uh, it, it, it picks up with Jacob. Now, for those of you who don't know, just to give you some quick background history, uh, Jacob, name was changed to Israel after he had an encounter with God and got into a wrestling match with the angel of the Lord and wrestled with him all night long and refused to let go until the angel blessed his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. 
is how it's actually pronounced. And in the midst of that change, we come to Jacob is dwelling in the land where his father was a, a, a stranger. He is now in the land Canaan. And although this is the land that God had promised, promised to Abraham and to Isaac and also to Jacob, the uh, Israelites had not as of yet taken ownership of the land. Amen. But now Jacob had these uh, 12 sons. And out of these 12 sons, Joseph was one of his children. Joseph was born of his wife, uh, uh, Rachel. Now, what you have to understand is that Jacob had a couple of wives, and we're not going to go through all of that, but the one that he loved was Joseph's mama. And Joseph, uh, his mother was barren for so long so that by the time uh, Joseph was born, he was actually a child of Jacob's elder age. So Jacob was older when he had Joseph. And because he was from the wife that Joseph really loved, he found favor in another manner because he was from the wife that Joseph, that uh, Jacob really loved. So that was another area in which he found favor in his father's eyes. And it says, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These, uh, these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, Zilpah his father's wife. And Joseph brought unto his father the evil report. In other words, he told his daddy what his brothers were doing. Now Israel, or Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Amen. So now this is uh, Genesis 7 verses 1 through 4. And what we learn in this chapter is who Joseph was. Now the first thing we learn is that Joseph is a teenager. He's a child. So there, there may be some of us out here that feels like we looking at some of these young people and some of the things that they're going through and some of the things that they have done and some of the ways that they act and we feel like God has no use for them. But I need you to understand that Joseph right here was a child and Joseph wasn't one of the best children out of the bat. He was just a child who had the favor of his father. He was a spoiled child because, as you heard, his daddy made him a coat of many colors. He did not do that for any of the other sons. He just did that for Joseph. So he was spoiled. The other sons had to go and take care of the flock and the sheep and the field, and they had to take care of the things that belonged and pertained to their father and their father's tribe and their father's land but not Joseph. Joseph, when he was sent out, was sent out to go see what they was doing. So he was somewhat coddled. He did not have to really do any work. He did not have any real 
responsibility. We know that, as the children would say today, that Joseph was a snitch. Um, for those of us who work with uh, little children, he was a tattletale. He was sent out to give the report on if the others were doing what they were asked to do or not. Now, when you look at all of that from the outside, you might say he was too young, too spoiled, too coddled, and he couldn't hold anybody's confidence. So how could God ever use him? But what we have to remember is that in the midst of all of those little faults we hear mentioned in these four uh, verses, in chapter 37 of Genesis about Joseph, the one thing that we have to remember is that he was born with a purpose. Hallelujah, God. See, I need y'all to understand that he, he was born with a purpose. So all of that stuff that he went through, you know, being having uh, 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 being hated and resented by his brothers because of the favor that his father bestowed on him. What I need you to understand is somebody getting ready to catch this is that Joseph had no control over how the father felt about Joseph. Amen. Joseph didn't go to his father and say, uh, uh, Father, I want you to bless me more than my brothers. I want you to love me more than my brothers. No, Joseph was just born. It was his father who, for the reasons the Bible lists and the, that other holy scriptures list, decided to show favor to Joseph on his own. Somebody going to get this in a minute. I want you to put your place in the place of Joseph. I want you to see yourself as Joseph, and I want you to see God as the father, God as Jacob. And what I want you to get and understand is that some of you feel like I don't understand why everybody treats me the way they treat me, and God always cares me, and with what God blesses me with, I bless others with, yet they hate me, and I don't understand why. What I'm trying to get you to understand is because the Father has chosen to show favor on your life, and you really don't have no say about it. Hallelujah. The Word of God says he, he shows favor on who he chooses, hallelujah, to show favor to, hallelujah, God. So that, that's who Joseph is. Joseph was a, 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 a child who was born into a position of favor. He was born into a position of purpose. And being born in a position of purpose, I need you to understand, with purpose comes pain. Hallelujah, God. With purpose comes pain. Uh, 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 I don't care what your faults may be. I need you to understand that you were born with a purpose. Now, notice that all of the brothers, all of the family hated Joseph, but the truth was they didn't really hate him. 
they hated the favor and the anointing that was upon him. And, and they often showed to him by his father, Jacob. Now, I need you to understand what I was saying to you earlier, that there is an anointing on your life that you may not even understand that has you walking in this current COVID-19 pandemic. And while everyone else around you is panicking, you should be in a place of peace because there is an anointing on your life. Hallelujah, God. Now, understand, I didn't say that that anointing meant you would not get it. What I said was that there is anointing in your life in the midst of this situation. Hallelujah, God. Now, now, why am I saying it that way? It, they, they, they did not dislike Joseph because of Joseph. They did not like Joseph because of the anointing. They do not like you because of you. They don't like the Christ in you. Hallelujah, God. Somebody need to hear that again. It's the Christ in you that they don't like. They think because we say we walk in by faith that that means we don't use wisdom and precautions. No, we use wisdom and precautions, but we do it in faith. Hallelujah, God. And for everybody out there, thank you, Jesus, that's saying that God is not real and we're believing in this invisible power. I want you to understand that you can't see COVID, but y'all all covered up hiding from it. Hallelujah, God. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 10 and 22. He said that they shall hate that, I'm sorry, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endures till the end shall be saved. I need you to understand again, no matter what they do to you, no matter what the situation, no matter what they say to you, no matter which way you may turn, I need you to understand that if you endure in the name of Jesus the Christ, you shall be saved. Saying that the enemy is trying to shake the favor of God from you. Joseph's brothers could not take his anointing at the house anymore. They sold him into slavery. They put him in a pit, and they sold him into slavery. And you can read about that further throughout the book of Genesis. And when he gets into slavery, he's now a slave, and he gets hired as a slave in Potiphar's house. Now, excuse me, remember, this young man, Joseph, went from being a coddled, spoiled, never had to do any work young child to being a slave in someone's household. But remember, there's anointing in his life. He went from a place of of position and status to a place of servanthood, but remember, there's anointing in his life. He went from a place of inheritance of his father to owning nothing but that with the master who now owns him would give him, but I need you to remember that there is anointing on Joseph's life. There is favor on Joseph's life. Why is that important? Because the Bible tells us that Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him of the, off the hands of the Ishmaelites. 
Now, he brought him, and when he brought him, he put him in his house, but because there was an anointing on him, everything that Joseph touched became blessed. Amen? Everything that Joseph touched came blessed. Even as a slave, the anointing of God could not be shook off of him. Even as a slave, the blessings of God could not be shook off of him. Even in your current situation, the blessings of God cannot be shook off of you. I need somebody to look at it tonight. It was as a slave, excuse me, it was as a slave that Joseph learned how to do hard work. Hallelujah. And it was as a slave as he was doing that hard work, God continued to bless him so much so that Potiphar put him in charge of everything in his household and did not worry about it because he knew that as long as Joseph's hands were touching it, that the anointing and the favor of whoever his God was was upon him. And then what happened? The wife liked him. She tried to hit on him. Joseph ran. Y'all can read about it throughout the book of Genesis. Come picking up on 39 and keep on reading. Joseph ran. The wife lied, told the husband that Joseph tried to rape her. Joseph ends up in jail. So now he has gone from a place of position to a place of servitude. So now he is a prisoner. But remember, the anointing of God is on him. The favor of God is upon him. So much so that the person in charge of the prison, we would call him in modern day a warden, placed Joseph in charge of the prison. Talking about putting the mouse in charge of the cheese. Joseph had so much favor upon him that he was placed in charge of all of the prisoners that was in that prison. And because of the favor of God and the anointing of God, everything that Joseph touched got blessed. He then went from privilege to servant to bondage as a prisoner but the blessing and anointing keep following them. Why is that important? Everything the enemy keeps doing, every time the enemy did something to knock Joseph down, the anointing follows him into that situation. When he made him a slave, the anointing followed him. When he made him a prisoner, the anointing followed him. Hallelujah, God. Somebody somewhere should be shouting right now. You might have lost your job, but he can't make you lose your anointing. He can't make you lose your favor. You might not have any money in your bank account, honey, (laughs) but you still got the favor of God in your life. You might not know how you're going to pay your bills, 
but you still got God and his favor upon your life. That's a place to shout right there, hallelujah, God. They might be able to throw all types of tactics against you, but the one thing they can't do is they can't shake the favor and the anointing of God off of your life. Hallelujah, God. You better shout right there. Hallelujah. I'm going to use Sister Adrian's term and tell the devil not tonight. He better go sit down somewhere in the name of Jesus. You still got the anointing of God on your life. You still got the favor of God in your life. And in the situation that he has you in, he has you there training you for where he's about to spring you to. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Some of us are studying some things that we never studied until we had to be forced to sit down. Hallelujah, God. Some of us are learning to do some things we'd have never stopped to learn to do until we were forced to sit down. Hallelujah, God. Families have gotten closer together in ways that they would not have been able to get closer together because their schedules were so hectic and crazy, but now they're all stuck in the house together learning how to communicate, learning how to mediate, learning how to love one another. Hallelujah, God. God is taking them where they are, and he is turning that situation around and working it for their good. Hallelujah, God. You can't shake the anointing. You can't shake what God has you doing. You can't shake what God is going to do for you. Hallelujah, God. Then the the scripture says that while he was in the prison, uh, 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 two people were locked up from Pharaoh's court. It it was a baker and a cupbearer, and they came down into the prison, and they had these terrible nightmares, and they were troubled, and Joseph begun to minister to them. Now I got to pause there for a second. I'm checking at the time to make sure we got time. Amen. I got to pause there for a second because the scripture says that Joseph was in the prison now. <laughs> he was in the prison. He wasn't happy about being in the prison. I'm more than sure that he was not, you know, well, hey, I'm in the prison. This is just a beautiful place. No, he was locked up and he was locked up falsely accused, but the favor of God, the anointing of God was still there upon him. But now here he is in this prison and he sees two people, two prisoners that he really doesn't know because they were just recently put into the prison and he sees that they are troubled in their spirits, their faces look troubled. And what does Joseph do? He stops and goes over and speaks to them and basically says, hey, what's going on? I'm uh, breaking it down, layman's terms, paraphrasing, hey, what's going on? We had nightmares. Tell me your nightmares. This is what happened. He said, okay, to the cupbearer, God just let you know that he's going to restore you to the to your position. And to the baker, I'm sorry, dude, but they're going to cut your head off. And then within the time frame that Joseph had told them, based on the interpretation of the dream, and again, you can read about it in its entirety in the book of Genesis, um, he said to them, just remember me. He said to the cupbearer, remember me when you get back into the Pharaoh's court. Because, again, he was falsely accused. 
He was in prison, but in the midst of it, he stopped to minister. <clears throat> Excuse me. My throat is getting a little bit dry because I'm trying to get this all in. But in the midst of it, he stopped to minister. Somebody going to catch where I'm at. In the midst of it, to minister. So y'all know my next topic is no matter what position or situation you find yourself in today, what are you doing where you're at? Are you just doing a pity party, woe is me? Or are you looking for the opportunity to minister to somebody where you're at? Mm, Hallelujah, God. It might be a seed that needs to be planted where you're at. It might be a soul that needs to be saved right where you're at. Hallelujah, God. Remember Paul, when they were taking him to to, uh, Rome, and he told them not to set sail, and they set sail anyway and got caught up in the storm. Long story short, the ship got wrecked, and they landed on this island. And when they got to the island, Paul began to minister to the people on the island. Even after they had gotten shipwrecked, he didn't sit there and say, get away from me. Let me catch my breath. Let me dry myself off. He just began to minister where he was and souls got saved. What are you doing where God has you at? Hallelujah, God. Are you giving God praise? Hallelujah, God. Are you telling people about the God that you say you believe in? Hallelujah, God. See, understand, I hear everybody on Sunday morning and Sabbath morning before all of this started that was talking about how good God was and how God was taking care of you and how he's your Jehovah Jireh, your provider, and he keeps your cabinets full and your bank account was straight and you have money coming in every week because you was able to go to work. <laughs> I want to see where the faith walk is now that your cupboards may be bare, that your bank account may be empty or on the negative. I want to see where your faithful are now. Are you still trusting God? What are you doing where you're at? Are you still declaring the glory of God in the land of the living, or are you sitting somewhere moping? Hallelujah, God. I know this is a crazy time, but God is still God. He is still the Alpha and the Omega. He is still the one in control. He is still the great I am that I am. He is still the one that spoke this world into existence. Hallelujah. He is still the same God of yesterday, will be today, and forevermore. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. What are you doing where God has you at? Sitting there moping. Are you sitting there crying? Or are you sitting there believing God for what God has promised you that he is going to do? Because, see, we have to remember there was a time that when Joseph was a little boy, God was showing him all of these dreams. God was telling him all of the things that he was going to do for him. He was showing him dreams where he was the moon and his brothers and siblings were the stars and they were all bowing down and worshiping him. He showed him dreams where he was a piece of of the of hay or a stalk gathering of hay or however you call it a wheat and his brothers and sisters uh, bushels all came over to his and 
bow down and worship him, and I can see him in his head and my spiritual eye going, God, well, you told me you was going to do this, this, and this, and now here I am a slave in this prison. What happened to the promises that you promised me? Somebody out there tonight is saying, what happened to the promises that you promised me? God told me to tell you ain't nothing happened to the promise. He's trying to teach you where you are so that when he moves you to the next step of the promise, you are able to fulfill all the requirements and the duties of that which he is about to move you in. Hallelujah. What he is about to move you into. The question is, what are you doing where you are? Hallelujah, God. And then as time goes on, the story goes on to tell us that the cupbearer gets put back into position in the Pharaoh's court, and they forget about Joseph for a while until one day the Pharaoh has a dream, and he can't get anyone to interpret the dream. And that's when all of a sudden the cupbearer remembers Joseph, hallelujah, God. And he calls Joseph, and Pharaoh basically tells him the dream, and Joseph tells him the interpretation of the dream. And in him telling the interpretation, Pharaoh says, you know what? Ain't nobody but the God you serve give you this, and you about the wisest thing I got here. So at the end of the day, you going to answer to nobody but me. And then everybody else, they going to answer to you, but you only got to answer to me. Now, this is where I want y'all to look. He went from a place of position to a place of servitude to a place of bondage that got him spiraled all the way back to a place of position. Hallelujah, God. What's that mean, Toy? He went from a place of position to a place of brokenness to a place where he was rebuilt to where God wanted him to be. Hallelujah, God. Somebody going to get that right now in a second. You're gone, you've gone from a place of position to a place of brokenness. You need to start shouting because if you are in your place of brokenness, the next place for you to go is to that position that God would have you to be in. And if you are doing the right thing in your current situation, when you get to that position that God would have you to be in, when you get to that place, you will be able to walk in the fullness anointing, the full authority, and the full duty of all that God has called you to do. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. And then when you look at it, he got to this place of position, and basically the dream that the Pharaoh had was that they were going to have seven years of plenty and seven years of a famine, and Joseph told them how to through the years of plenty so that they could survive through the years of the famine. And long story short, those same brothers who once threw uh, uh, Joseph into a well planning to kill him and then sold him into slavery now are coming to stand before Joseph. Hallelujah, God. And what I need you to understand is they, they... They're coming to stand before Joseph, but in their coming to stand before Joseph, they're not coming into a place where they are getting ready to get hit with a because of what you had done to me. Then they're not coming to a place where they are getting ready to get hit with, well, do you know who I am? They are coming to a place 
where they are getting ready to meet love and kindness. Why are they getting ready to meet love and kindness? Because it is at this location of life coming full circle for Joseph that the realization finally hits him that, oh, y'all meant to do me harm, but had y'all not have thrown me in the well, our family would be dead right now. The descendants of Israel would be no more. Had y'all not have sold me into slavery, I would not have learned how to work the way that I did. I would not have learned the work ethics that I did. Have I not been thrown into prison, I would not have been learned how to organize the way that I did. I would not have learned how to control the way that I did. And now I'm standing in this place of position second to none but the Pharaoh. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. If you look at the story of Joseph, you will see that Joseph went from a complete uh, a turnaround in his life. Amen. Joseph went from being a snitch to being a confidant. He went from being coddled to being a person of good reputation. He went from being spoiled to being a person of good work ethic. He went from being all of a child to being a man. But in all of that, he went to being, you know, the one thing he never got rid of was the anointing and the favor of God. Hallelujah on his life. No matter what the enemy threw his way, he couldn't shake the anointing in favor of God off his life so that Joseph was able to turn around and say, oh, you meant it for my evil, but God is turning this thing around for my good. Even in this COVID-19 situation, I don't care what your take is. I don't care if you think it's a conspiracy. I don't care if you think it's just an accident. I don't care what you think your take is. You can turn around and tell the enemy, I don't know which way God is going to do it, but y'all mean it for my evil. But God is going to turn it around for my good. Hallelujah, God. I may not see it yet. I may not understand it yet, but that don't bother me because I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. Hallelujah, God. And I know that he's turning it around even now. Hallelujah, God. There are some things that I have been going through since the start of all of this. And I keep praising God, keep blessing God. Yet I was being hurt and turned and tossed. But in the midst of it all, I kept praising God, and I keep blessing God. And people were saying, Tor, you should go sign up to do this, and you should go sign up for that. But I keep standing on the face of, I don't have to go sign up for anything, because the God that I serve, who has always been my Jehovah Jireh, will continue to be my Jehovah Jireh. And I'm here to tell you today that from the start of it until now, he has provided each and every one of my needs. Did I always get it at the exact second that I wanted it? Hmm, just about. 
Hallelujah, God. How can I say it like that? Because that part is called favor. But that anointing part of provision, God gave it to me because I'm just fool enough to believe him to do nothing less than what he said. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know how a child wants something and you tell the little kid they can have it and then they come back to you every five minutes? Can I get it now? Can I have it now? Can I get it now? Can I have it now? And you say, well, wait, we're going to do it tomorrow. Is it tomorrow yet? Well, wait, you can get it for your birthday. Is it my birthday yet? Is it Christmas yet? Whatever day it is, however you told them they had to do to get it, they keep pestering you and reminding you of the promise that you made. And the one thing they will never expect out your mouth as their parent if you made them a promise is, no, you can't have that. I've changed my mind, especially after you promise them that they can have it. What I need you to believe is know in your heart and believe and know like the back of your hand that there is a promise that God has extended to the believers. I'm not talking about to the Sunday morning Christians. I'm not talking about the Sabbath morning worshipers. I'm the, you know what I mean, those that go to church on the Sabbath, I mean those who only worship on the Sabbath, just like I'm talking about those who only go to church on Sunday. You know what I'm talking about. Let me make that plain just in case somebody missed it. You go to church on the Sabbath, you go to church on Sunday, but then you raise hell all the rest of the week. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking about those folk who really know God for themselves, those folk who got a personal relationship with him, not just a a church membership underneath him. Hallelujah, God. He made us a promise, and that promise was that whatever the situation may be, that for those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose, hallelujah, in his will, are like Joseph said it here in Genesis uh, chapter 50, verse 20, what you might have meant it for my evil, but God meant it for my good. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus, which you might mean for evil. God is going to turn it around for your good. Now, that's for the believer. That's for the Christian. That's for the one who knows that they know that they know God. But remember, I said I was talking to you this evening, but for those who don't know him, who may not know him in the pardoning of their sins, it's okay. Because there's an opening for you, and that opening is taking place right now. Because everything, everything that you have ever heard people say he has done for them, he can do for you. He can do it. I'm a living witness that he can do it. Listen, I'm not even going to run to you what the Bible says. I'm going to just tell you what I've seen him do in my life. Five years old, I was in an accident that split my tongue wide open. They had to reconstruct it. They were surprised I didn't bleed out. But I'm still here, and I'm still standing. When I gave birth to my my oldest daughter, I'm sorry, they're surprised that she's here. They're surprised that I'm here because they coded both of us. Set my mama in the corner and said, if we can only save one, which one do we save? But we still here. 
and we still standing. When my youngest daughter was two, she was in an accident and lost consciousness and her heart beating coded for a couple of seconds on the table, but here we are almost 30 years later, and we still here, and she's still standing. My uh, middle grandson will be 10 this year. Hallelujah, God. He will be 10 this year. So that means 11 years, this will be the 10th year, I'm sorry, 10 years ago. It happened right when he was born. They told me to call the family because my mother would not be here any longer. And guess what? It's 10 years later, and she's still here, and she's still standing. Hallelujah, God. When they cut the the half of my thyroid out my throat, and they said that I wouldn't be able to talk, but as y'all can hear, God has allowed me to keep my voice. Hallelujah, God. I'm here to tell you that the God that you read about in the Bible is the God that I'm talking to you about today. And the same miracles I've seen him do then, I've watched him do to, I've watched him do in my lifetime. But all of that might be too long ago for you. So I'm going to share the latest one. Uh, back in February, my 99-year-old grandmother had a full massive stroke on the left side of her brain. They gave her 72 hours to live. And guess what? On March 9th, we celebrated her 100th birthday. She has a full recovery. She made it home when it was some folks younger than her that still had to stay in those hospitals. I'm here to tell you that the God I serve is still powerful enough, is still loving enough. There's still power in the name of Jesus. There is still power when you plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. And you can have that power within your life today. You just have to choose him. He's not going to force himself on you. You have to accept him. You have to accept him as your own. It's not hard to do. You just have to believe in your heart that he is who he says he is, like his word says. And then you confess it out your mouth, like his word says. Once you do that, according to God's word, you are saved. You can say this prayer with me, and right after we say this uh, uh, prayer, we go into the call of salvation. We are going to have Brother Robert come on with the announcements. And as I told you, we have the motherboard here with us this evening. So immediately after the announcement, the motherboard is going to come on, and we are going to close out in prayer. Amen. And the prayer is simple. You just say, Father God, I come to you this evening. Accepting you as my Savior, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to begin to make me new in Jesus' name. Amen. And then if you say that prayer, you just tell somebody. Now, usually right here you would hear me say you don't have to wait until Sunday morning or Sabbath morning a Bible study, but guess what? They close all that down anyway. So call somebody on the phone and just say, hey, I gave my life to Christ. If somebody's in the house with you, go let them know. According to God's word, as soon as you confess it out of your mouth, you are saved. So as soon as you confess it, we welcome you to the kingdom of God. Now, we, of course, encourage you once they do open things back up to attempt to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But until you can, that is why God has Purpose Kingdom Network here for you. 
Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson is going to come on with some announcements, and then we'll be right back to close out in prayer with the motherboard. Brother Robert? Yes. <clears throat> yes, real quickly, I'll go ahead and go do the announcements. This is a part of the Purpose Kingdom Network. If you want to contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, you can contact us via email at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. We uh, appreciate that. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at purpose underscore kingdom. If you want to, uh, we invite you to join us to uh, like us on Facebook where you can see our upcoming, upcoming shows and advertisements. And if you want to hear any of our past or previous broadcasts, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash purpose kingdom. You can just simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Uh, we also invite you to um, to uh, go on anchor.com or anchor FM, type in Purpose Kingdom. We can get a morning word of worship, uh, morning word of prayer, uh, praise, uh, and you can follow that link on any of our social media pages. With God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8.30 p.m. hour for self-expressions hosted by Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. Also, um, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed our sermon of the last seven words. And um, up, this upcoming Sunday, we'll have our seven up service, and uh, that's going to be, um, you know, hosted by uh, a variety of hosts. So, you know, stay tuned for our advertisements. And um, we uh, thank you so much for supporting us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Whether you're calling us on phone or online, we just uh, thank you so much. And with that being said, I'm going to turn the show back over to Pastor Tori. Amen. Hallelujah. I just thank each and every one for joining in, and I just want to encourage you to remind you that even this, God is going to turn around and work it for our good. If you are one, and you keep hearing me say if, I'm not going to say half of it, if you are one who loves him and are called according to his purpose and his will. We are going to bring the motherboard on. Um, we have Mother Janice is with us this evening. Uh, Mother Maureen, I'm not sure if she was able to make it, but we do have Mother Janice with us, and she is going to start us off in prayer, and then I will close out in prayer once she is finished. Afterwards, we will see you again next month to be the will of God in May on the uh the fourth Friday of the month. Amen. God bless you, Mother Janice. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, our Father, which art in heaven, I come to you, Lord, as long as I know how. Asking you, Lord, please, please, Father God, please put your healing arm around your children of the world today, Lord Jesus. We know, Lord Jesus, that you're Alpha Omega, beginning and first and last, Lord Jesus. I know that you are our way maker, Lord. Lord, just cover them in your blood, Lord, and whatever anybody is going through, Lord Jesus, just let them know, Lord Jesus, that you're there for them. Lord, just cover them, Lord. Just let them know, Lord Jesus, that in the time I need, all they have to do is fall down to their knees and be only sorry and ask of you, Lord Jesus. Ask anything of you, for I know that you will give it, Lord Jesus. For you said, ask, and it should be given. Knock, and the door should be open, and seek, and we shall find. And right now, Lord Jesus, I'm down on bending knees, asking you as long as I know how, Lord Jesus. Please, Lord Jesus, please, Father God. Help the people in the world to find their way to you, Lord Jesus. Show them, Lord Jesus. Put a a person, 
uh, Christian, Lord Jesus, a true God-fearing man, woman, or child in front of them, Lord, so that they can know and believe that you are King of Kings and that you are their way maker, Lord. Just please, Father God, continue on blessing us, Lord Jesus, and it is in your holy name that I ask all these things of you. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we just come, we bless and praise your name. We thank you for your words this evening, God. We ask, Father, that you will move by your might and your power this evening, God, that you will touch and keep and protect, Father God, every first responder, every hospital worker, every essential worker, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, which Ever role they play, Lord, be a hedge of protection around them in the mighty name of Jesus, God. God, we ask that you will touch uh, uh, the mayor of Atlanta, uh, Mayor Lance Bottom, this evening, God, and protect her through the threats that she is going through as she fights to keep her people safe, as she fights to keep that city safe, safe, Father, in the midst of it, Lord. Give her the courage to continue to stand, God, but keep her safe in her stand in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We ask, Lord, that you will release the spirit of healing on the sick in the name of Jesus, God. Touch our leadership this evening, God, with wisdom in the name of Jesus. Allow the lives of people to become more important than the almighty dollar in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Father, I know that right now only a move by your hand will change some of their hearts, God. But as my grandfather told me, when I can't tell the people about you, I'm to tell you about the people. Touch our leadership this evening, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, from the White House on down, in the name of Jesus, God. And as you move, God, continue to let them know that you and you alone are God. Hallelujah, God. that you will destroy any false idol gods that we have continued to throw in your face in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, we ask that you will bless your people, continue to be Jehovah Jireh in the name of Jesus. Touch those in the jailhouses this evening, God. Keep them safe in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Protect the prisoners and the guards. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your spirit flow, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for the souls that were saved this evening. Hallelujah, God. We thank you for the move of God this evening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Continue to move, Father. Thank you, Jesus. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless y'all. See you next month. Hallelujah, God. Thank Jesus you. Lord. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. I will not lose. Never want to see you down. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose.